Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Have we started? Uh, have we? Oh, grief. We're always doing this, aren't we? Hello, everyone! <laughs> <laughs> We're back again three weeks after the last one, and it's the beginning of May. Where's the, the, the year gone, Aidan? Where's the weather gone? I mean, I wish the seasons would keep up with the calendar. I wish yeah. the weather would just do one thing or the other. I mean, it's cold. It's supposed to be spring. Cold. And it's cold. Cold in Hatfield. What's it like in Wales? It's blooming hot. Really? I can tell you. The sun is out. It's beating down. And you know what happens when I'm in my static van and the sun beats down, don't you? I've got all the doors open, so beware for train noises. Yeah, but you are um, a cold-blooded like reptile. Summer. I mean, the, the, the slightest sunbeams and you're saying, oh, it's so hot. <laughs> right, OK, then. Where's my temperature gauge? Um, oh, I can't find it. it uh, no, seriously, it's warm in here. I'm a good ju- judge of temperature. Right. And it really is very warm. Uh, and it's too warm for me. Anyway, uh, there you go. That's that's the summer, isn't it? Well, it's and 18 in here, but that's only because I got 45 monitors and 12 mixing desks <laughs> generating yeah, so eight, a lot of heat. 18 degrees is far too hot for me. I, I like to live in 10 degrees. During the night, between 0 and 5, and during the day, between 5 and 10. Perfect. You're weird. <laughs> go on, do the introduction, Ted. <laughs> oh, yes. 185. Show 185. Beginning of May, whateverworks.works is our website. And the MeWe group is where we hope that you'll chip in and tell us what you've been using and whatever works for you, which you do regularly. Thank you very much for those contributions, which we'll come to in a moment. AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden's stuff, and TedSalmon.com is where you'll find my stuff. (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) right. What have you been up to since the last show? Let's hear about it. I've been having a lot of fun with glasses. John Doe's been particularly helpful. Um, I'm wearing Verifocals and I have to have different glasses for the computer. And I am, like I'm sure a lot of people, forever forgetting that I'm wearing the wrong glasses and getting up and leaving the room and getting halfway across the house and wondering why everything's out of focus. And I thought I could buy one of these proximity alarms. I thought they were common, where you click something to... You clip... uh, a sender to your handbag or your laptop or your glasses in this case or whatever it is you want to keep an eye on and then you put the other thing down, the receiver and then when the two things become separated one of them goes whoop, 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 whoop and you go, oh, uh, I've separated these well, you can't they are not available for love nor money and there were some very kind and helpful people on the MeWe group trying to help me get to the bottom of this there is a reason for this long story, Ted, by the way if you keep awake at the back Mm. I then decided to go down another route, which I think I told you about privately, um, that I was going to get a PIR motion detector for the door. So when you walk through the door, that sets off an alarm. And then I was going to break that circuit with a pressure switch on my desk, which would be very light to the touch. And if the glasses were on the pressure switch, the connection would be broken and the alarm wouldn't go off. And if the glasses were on my face and thus the protect connection was complete, the alarm would go off or vice versa. You know what I mean? Um, I couldn't for that. Couldn't I just... Do you know what I did in the end, Ted? <laughs> I had a real Ted Salmon analogue moment. I did a knotted handkerchief. I took a drawing pin and an old cloth and I hung the old cloth in the middle of the doorway and every time I leave the room, the cloth <laughs> bumps into my head and I go, oh, yes, glasses. <laughs> mm, yes. 
Brilliant. I've just gone right back to basics. And you know me and I love our, my tech and we all love our tech and our toys here. But no, nope, I went back to basics. I hung an old cloth above the door. Those things really work. When I've got to put my slow cooker on when I'm going to bed, I put, I, told, I think I've said this before, I put a, a something on my pillow on my bed, um, something that's never there normally. Yes. And when I go to the bedroom, there it is. And I, oh, yeah, of course. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. There's these analogue solutions very often are better and, and at least exist. I suppose the problem <laughs> is if you've got to remember two or three or four or five things and then you get yeah, to yeah, thinking, yeah. I can't remember which, which thing it is that that knotted handkerchief is supposed to be reminding me to do. But there you go. Yeah. But as I say, John Doe, a, a little shout out to John Doe for very patient thanks Thank you, in helping me <laughs> through that but um yeah i hung a cloth up in front of the door instead how are you i'm all right except that my chair's going down again my office chair do you know that this the chair the song mix chair which i brought to the show ages ago and brought to gold star and all sorts it, it, i think it's a, a winter and summer thing when We've... the weather is when the weather is warm, it goes down, and I can't. It won't stay up because you've had stories of gaffer tape and jubilee clips and all sorts of things. I tried, yeah, I've tried all sorts of um, <laughs> solutions, and this week I tried to put another, yet another jubilee clip under there. It doesn't work. <laughs> so um, consequently, and I can't believe that that the chair now, the exact same chair that I paid um, seventy quid for two years, um, no, three years ago now. It's now 145 quid. Goodness. Exactly the same thing. And I was just so shocked to see that. That's more than double the price for that chair, for this chair. Anyway, I'm, I'm sitting on it. I've got cushions on it and it, it kind of getting away with it, I suppose. But I think at some point I'm going to have to bite the bullet, as it were. Do you know what, Ted? Um, we've become good mates over the years and we're doing this show together and the amazing thing is we've never actually met in person once. No, I'm just beginning to wonder, are you actually a grizzly bear? And are you actually <laughs> just putting on the pounds and taking off the pounds according to the seasons and your chair just can't cope and keep up with you? That would account for the strange um, ability you have with the cold weather as well. <laughs> the thing is that I specifically bought a chair that was um, OK with my weight and, you know, I, I paid... Um, more money for it than I could have done um, because I knew that I was weighty and and anyway I, I wrote to um, Song Mix and told them the problem and I got an email very specifically what the problem was I said to them I don't want a new chair I just want the bit underneath the hydraulic bit can you send me a hydraulic bit I, and and that that's fine I get an email back from them saying you bought your chair three years ago. It's out of oh, warranty. Oh goodness! Thank you, thank you for your inquiry. Um, I hope you understand. That was it. They didn't. They did not even address the issue of me saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to buy um, a hydraulic bit, but I don't. Apart from anything else, it's really bad for the planet to chuck away a chair that's perfectly good. Yes, yes. Etc. Etc. Anyway, I've written back to them and had another go. So we'll see what happens. Now I have to have. I say the convert. I now it, it, back in the day, I would have given a gold star to IKEA. And I had a mm -hmm. similar thing, only they reacted very differently. I bought a wardrobe from Ikea, and of course, Aiden being Aiden, I decided I'd cut the door through the middle in half and have two doors, top and bottom. But that meant that I was short of a doorknob. And I wrote to them and I said, I would like to order one of these doorknobs, please. And they immediately made the assumption that it was their fault. Oh, dear yeah, Mr. Bell, yeah. we are so sorry yeah. that you didn't receive the right doorknob. And please, yeah. may we send you a supply of doorknobs for the rest of your life. And we'll send a young lady round to kiss your feet and put it up for you. And, and I, you know, they couldn't have been more helpful, even though they were actually wrong. And it was me yeah. being pedantic and wanting a second doorknob. So it just depends on yeah. how they react, doesn't it? Same, same thing, really, isn't it? 
Um, they just assume that you're after a freebie. Um, yeah. Anyway, laying all that aside, you uh, you had a birthday, in, uh, and your coffee machine, your new coffee machine that was sitting in the garage, presumably you've now opened, have you? I have. It was sitting sitting in the hall in its box. I mean, it's all very camp and silly and romantic. And the day before my birthday, <laughs> I brought it in and plonked it in the living room. And the morning of my birthday, I came out, and my mother, bless her, put a birthday card on the top of the box, and I said, "Oh, I wonder what this could be." <laughs> yeah. Um, I've only made three coffees in it, so I can't really report back on it in terms of reviewing, but I can say I'm absolutely in love. I got it out of the box, I put it all together, I'm still reading the instructions and still learning about it all and, and getting it to do what it's meant to do. And as I say, I've had three coffees thus far and I'm delighted. And of course, the side benefit is that my elderly machine, the old one that's going out, is on its way to you now, Ted, or will be in the next few days. Yeah. And as you it's... just said to me on a private message, you're going to have to take a course in coffee making. Well, it certainly <laughs> looks very complicated. Outside of a coffee shop, I've never even seen in the flesh a machine that looks so complicated. Right. So, yeah. It's like all these things. I mean, Chris Kelly, turn away for a minute. When they say to you, oh, you've got to get the exact right type of coffee and the right grind and you have to have exactly the right temperature and the pressure, it's all rubbish. I mean, you just... Clap-trap. It's all clap-trap. Just put the beans in and make a coffee and you'll love it. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm very interested to, um, to, to, to try it, though, and see it. The only concern I've got is that it's going to cost more than it's worth to send because it's so heavy, isn't it? Um, I can't. It's 15 kilograms, I think. But I think I also looked it up and it turned out the good old... Um, they're not called Hermes anymore. They're called Elvira, Mistress of the Night. Oh, every. Every. I think they yeah. quoted about 15 quid or something. So oh, okay. pound, a pound a kilo. So not too bad. The problem I'm, is fa that's facing me is finding a box and being able oh, to yeah. wrap it all up for you. Um, but yeah. I will feed back on the other one, um, just yeah. in, in general terms. But it's 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 gorgeous. It's the, it's the mother of all coffee machines, and I'm in love with it. Excellent. We shall look forward to hearing more about it as you um, get more in bed with it. Uh, not literally, we hope. Jim <laughs> Fowle is next. Um, another top hour on the last show, he says. Well done, Ted and Aidan. Oh, thank, thank you, Jim. Jim. On the stereo mono recording question, I can't say that I've noticed. All seems to work whether I use both earbuds or not. <laughs> um, on the smart plugs front, I guess the main use case is automation and scheduling. With kids around, no one turns things off, so the scheduling enables everything to be powered down when not in use. We do use them to turn the lounge and hallway lights on in the evening so we can go upstairs and not fall over each other. Ted's right on the lights, though, the rest of them. We could just turn them on ourselves, so there's a bit of laziness there. So, yeah, thank you, Jim, on the stereo mono recording and on smart plugs. Yes, and I think there's general consensus with... I mean, I agree as well. Uh, turn the light on yourself, but when it comes to scheduling and having things happen by themselves when you're not around, I think that's that's the USP of the smart plugs, yeah. isn't it? Frank Neathart fed back also on the stereo business and said, I like the stereo mixing. Oh, feeling dank, Frank. <laughs> I recognised it even before Aidan's little play. Yes, you may remember the last time I just threw my voice from left and right in madness last, last show. I reckon you shouldn't have done that. A better test would have been to just do nothing and just... And just do it the other way, and see if then anyone noticed and mentioned it. This the way you've done it. The the Steve Litchfield versus Aidan Bell war carries on. Doesn't oh it? well, you see, I think that's the crux of it, Ted. I think Steve Litchfield and Aidan Bell are actually the only two people on the planet who really give a hoot. And Steve wants it one way, and Aidan wants it the other. So mm, we're going to yeah. be in glorious mono in front for a little while and see how people get on with that. Indeed. Oh, it's me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Daniel Bemis comes back. In. Did we ever? Did we ever get with Bemis or Bemis? Or no, we, we didn't. He didn't reply. What? What? How do we pronounce your surname, Daniel? Okay, Daniel Bemois has brought us the Duke <laughs> Cannon Navy Diplomacy Soap. This, um, I checked it out. It's a 280 gram bar of soap. That's three times bigger than regular soap, and it seems to come in different packagings uh, based on 40s and 50s artwork, it seems, mm. and themes. Daniel mm. says that uh, it lasts pretty long. Well, it would do at that size. And it smells great. It should last at least two to three months. Wow. I suppose it depends how often you wash, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll last me a lifetime. Having a high-quality hydrating soap feels so much better on your skin than the dry, regular stuff. Oh, yeah, I hate dry, horrible soap. Nasty, nasty. No itchy skin, he says, at all anymore. Hurrah. Well, there we well are. Done. But apparently this is only available in America. We tried to find it, or he, actually Daniel tried to find it for us on Amazon UK yeah. and couldn't find it. He found something quite close, but not the real thing. So. Yes, the one we're linked to is, is on eBay, but I mean, yeah. other, he, other merchants are available. <laughs> they'll deliver it from eBay to the UK anyway, so if people really want to give it a go. Very nice. I like the 40s and 50s artwork thing. Yes, That's yes. Excellent. Right, I've been trying to make the back of my phone more grippy again, and I found this stuff on Amazon called Finger... Well, actually, I found it on YouTube. I looked on YouTube um, videos and said, right, what can I put on the back of my phone? I ended up with this stuff that is used by fingerboarders. You know what fingerboarders are? I've got no... What on earth is fingerboarding? <laughs> well, fingerboarding is um, like skateboarding, only they're tiny, weeny little things that people do on the desktop. And they're exactly the same. They're just smaller. And on top of them, where your feet would go on a full-size one, you put your two fingers and you do these tricks and stuff. It's all over YouTube if you're really interested. Anyway, um, I got hold of this stuff. I'm not sure whether I should get a life or everyone else should get a life. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't say it would appeal to me much, but there you go. They, they, well, one thing that you find about YouTube is that when you, fo when you focus in on some hobby that, that is very obscure like that. These people are just so enthusiastic. Yes. They clearly love it. And that's kind, kind of infectious, I think. It's, you know, we think it's a bit sad and a bit odd, but they, they're just all over it and love it. Anyway. Well, it's stamp collecting for the modern age, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, so, you, so in this packet, you get um, 24 strips of this stuff, sticky-backed, um, and you... Just stick it on whatever you want where you want some grip, really. I tried it on the back of a phone, and it was okay, except that it, it wasn't sticky enough to stay there on its own right. So when your hand moved around the edge, it tended to pull the edges away. So I then tried to put some sellotape on it, and blah, 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 um, and it just didn't work very well. So I kind of gave up in the end, and I got this other stuff, um, which I'll come to probably in another show, which right. I, I actually also, talking of Daniel, I, I imported from uh, um, America. Um, Amazon.com, although I, I routed it through .co.uk, um, and they sent me these little um, hexagonal thingies, which are a little bit better. But I do, I do find that finding things to make things not slippery, that stick on to things, like the back of phones, is really quite tricky. Do you? 
You see, again, I, I, I cite my father who, who, who worked in, in rubber for many years and was a rubber research chemist. And so mm. I'm, I, I got used to bottles of latex rubber around the house. Yeah. And so I would, in, in an instance like this, I mean, I, I admit, you, you have to be a brave man to paint latex rubber onto the back of your phone. But then again, yeah. that said, it would peel off again if you didn't like it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at this, this thing, the, the, the adhesive stuff you talked about, the fingerboard. So you're saying that the, it's quite good in terms of being frictionful, but it's the sticky back part that didn't work. It just didn't stick properly. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 it really helped an awful lot with um, making it good in the hand um, and not so slippery. But the, the stuff on the back just needed to be much, much more right. sticky. So maybe the answer is just to get some really good glue and continue yeah, with the fingerboard yeah. stuff, but just find a, a better way of sticking it to your phone. Uh, again, as long as you're happy to put that on your phone and, and take a risk on it not coming off again, I suppose. Yes, yes. So yeah, it's all a bit tricky. I mean, you could at the end of the day just use super glue, couldn't you? But you'd probably knacker the back of the phone. And this particular phone is eighteen hundred quid's worth, and it's a PR unit which is on loan. <laughs> <laughs> just send it back covered in super glue and latex rubber. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Fingerboard foam grip tape. If anyone fancies a go. Now I spotted and trailed a cuff a few weeks ago, and have now tried out. Um, USB lights. They're tiny oh, little USB yeah. plugs, which are LED lights. So mm. they're rather like these sort of, I don't know, these sort of butt plugs you put into USBs to just make <laughs> them not work. Well, in this case, they're not quite butt plugs because they've got LED lights built in. And I mean, really, this is the perfect thing for Aiden Bell to review because it doesn't do anything except, come on, right. you plug it into a USB socket, USB-A, of course, full size, and you get a little LED light sticking out. It's got a little black um, little border of about, I don't know, three or four millimetres, and then the the LED itself is a couple of millimetres above that. So it sticks out a wee bit. But, I mean, I've got them I've got them in front of me. I've got three of them in my desk, which have been on for the last several days. So I could report back that they're working fine. And they are. White, red, blue, light green, green, pink and amber. I have in the little kit of seven that I got for £6.99. Um, as I say, that's it. I mean, they don't do anything except that. But that I'm sure there are uses. They probably make a night light or night lights if you put them around. They're obviously good. I, I've actually got one on my computer now as a, as a power indication. So when I say, did I turn my computer off and look around, I can see whether the LED's on or not. And you could probably have different colours to indicate different situations, plug things in here where the blue light is or the green light or don't, whatever. Um, yeah, they're fun. They're little LEDs. That's all I can say about them. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, while you were talking, I was trying to think of what I would use them for. <laughs> what to do with them, yes. Yeah, and I, I was, I, well, apart from, like you say, an indication for your computer being on, um, USB socket in a car. That, there's a picture of someone using it in a car, isn't there? Yes, yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, there is an obsession with people with having little bright lights and flickering, yeah. twinkly lights in cars. I mean, of course, if you plug it into your USB socket, your, you know, X cigarette socket in the car, then it will just be a little permanently on LED light. How bright? Right, is it? Not, I mean, you couldn't do anything by it, but you could see it in the dark. I mean, if you had it on in a darkened room, it would clearly illuminate yeah, over yeah. here is where the light is. Yeah. Um, it's a, I mean, it would be, it's a bit like the mother of all charging LEDs. You know, the ones we talk right, about, you can't yeah. sleep because there was an LED on. Well, yeah. it's a good two or three times as bright as that. Mm. So um, sufficient so you, to do its job. So you haven't got any in your bedroom then? Uh, no, thank you very much. <laughs> but, as I, but as I've said, for those who like some sort of nightlight, they'd probably be excellent. I mean, yeah. you could have one plugged in to any USB socket in your bedroom and, and it would give you a very gentle illumination for the night, certainly. 
I wonder if you can get them all in white, because I'm not sure that I would have a use for... Even if you found a use for the white ones, whether you would get a... Um, cause, be, because, well, you can imagine what you could use a red one for, but the rest of them um, would be a bit of a loss, I guess. Don't know. Um, I'm just looking. It's a bit bizarre, because they, they describe them as monochrome LED lights, and then they tell you all the colours they come in. <laughs> So it's a bit of an oxymoron yeah. there. <laughs> anyway, um, they're as cheap as chips, so, you know, that's worth a punt anyway, if, if you can imagine any use for them. Yeah, I'll send you a couple with the coffee machine. OK, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind a go with them. Um, right, OK, my swing bin is next. Um, I was making do with a really crappy little swing bin in my kitchen, and I've got a proper size one, 50 ah. litres, and it was £12.91, the cheapest one I could find on Amazon. Um, and there's not a lot to say about a swing bin, really. It's just there. It's made of plastic, and it works. So whatever works. And you can get you get you can get a correctly sized bin liner, and it holds onto it properly inside, and all that I actually, jazz. I actually use black um, dust bin liners, to be honest. Um, right. But I, yeah, you can get um, fifty liter size bin liners, but I just use black ones. They're cheaper anyway. Very good. Thank you. I told you it was boring. <laughs> Gentop Loeb has recently discovered, she says, frozen mashed potato pellets. Mm, They're mm. fantastic, she says. You put ten in a bowl, you microwave for four minutes, and you have perfect mashed potatoes. Now, I can vouch for this because I discovered them a little while ago, and, and they are great because yeah. you just keep them in stock in your freezer for when you need them. You, you could add butter or milk, she says. Oh, I do, if you like it sloppy. <laughs> but I don't, she says. Aldi's Four Seasons, out of stock, is the best. For, oh, she's been doing a real test here followed by Sainsbury's, £2.50 for 1.4 kilograms. Bringing up the rear is Iceland's Perfect Mash at £1.20 for 700 kilograms. Oh, 700 grams, sorry. <laughs> so seven tonnes, 700 grams. Not so good, but still OK. Yeah, as I say, I've, I've, I've got these in the fridge and I eat them for time, and they really are fantastic. You wouldn't really know the difference. Do you yeah, use yeah. these things, Ted? I do, and I've used them for years. And, they, and, and Gen Tob, is, that's a great name, isn't it? Gen Tob. Can't be a real name, surely. It must, it must be a handle. Perhaps her name is Jenny. Um, well, sorry, as I was saying, um, yes, we've used these for years, and she's absolutely right, and they are different prices in different places. Unlike her, we, we wouldn't put the Iceland ones, however, at the bottom of the, the list. We think the Iceland ones are quite good, but each to their own. But, I've, but I've never added butter to them. You said you do that as well. Oh, I do. Oh, yes, yes. Right. I must try that. Um, I might try it this afternoon, in fact. Roger North. Hang on, hang on. I was going to say, I just, oh. I just wanted to just quickly add that yeah. you and I, Ted, we're both old enough to remember For Mash Get Smash, oh, yeah. which was, of course, the dried up little bits that look revolting yeah. until you add water and butter and muck, muck it around with a fork and suddenly you get mashed potato. Instant you, mash out of powder. Yeah, you can still buy that. And um, Can you? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really um, easy. And they claim there's nothing in it at all except potato, just dried potato. So, yeah, there are different ways of doing this stuff. Roger North has said, there's another way of using this. Leftover mash can be put into ice cube trays um, and then put it in the freezer, add some spring onions, cumin seeds, um, and then when when you want to use them, get them out of the freezer for a bubble and squeak fry-up and, um, and fry them in mustard oil, as he does. Serve it with eggs, and it's a quick but exotic breakfast. So, yeah... I never thought about the ice cube tray, but I suppose you could... Yeah, that's an easy way to freeze them, I suppose. Make it up and slap them in. 
Wow. Well, you said each to their own before I did, so I'm going to say fiendish before you do. <laughs> that, that's brilliant. I think that's absolutely fantastic, Roger. Bubble and squeak out of out of Ice Cube from the free... Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Thank you. John Doe brings us how to clean a washing machine and keep it that way. John says the drum can get coated over time and develop a smell which can be difficult to shift. I do a few hot washes with powder and avoid fabric softener. So, lots of water swishing around at 65... Oh, I see, he's doing empty washes. Mm. <laughs> with lots of water swishing around at 65C, but even so, the mildew smell develops over time. As per a previous tip by Chris Kelly using Vanish, I wondered if, I could, if that could be adapted for a washing machine. The trouble with using Vanish alone in the drum is that it would foam up and over time that would damage the bearing seals that cause extra strain on the drain pump. Are you keeping up at the back? <laughs> you can add a few hand towels to control the foam, however. Then run the cycle five times over five days. Wow. Wow, then mortgage your house to pay the electricity bill. <laughs> I mean, wow. The first time the water was brown, then less so, and then by the fifth time the water was clear. The yeah. smell had gone completely at this point. It smelt of nothing. Do this every three months. Mm. Cleaned machines, sorry, clean machines, clean clothes better. I can't argue with that. P.S. Do not use vanished liquid as it does not contain oxygen bleach. Use the powder. Yeah. Well, my goodness, there's some instructions. My problem is I couldn't bring myself to run a washing machine empty at 65, never mind five times in a week. Why not? You mean because of the electric? Well, A, because of the electric, and B, because of uh, the parents I had and the way I was brought up, it just it just seems a colossal waste to run right. an empty washing machine at 65 degrees five times. Okay. But um, that's just me, each to their own. If it cleans your washing machine, then you maybe, you know, you get it back in, in later when by not having a broken washing machine. Yeah. I tell you what, on a tangent, though, I did follow the instructions, which it may have been Chris, brought to the show, Chris Kelly, recently about cleaning towels with vinegar. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a big, big, huge bath towel that I was getting a bit stinky poo. And, um, yeah, I did the vinegar trick and it, I can report back that it works very well. Did it come out all fluffy? It didn't come out fluffy, no. I mean, I think you have to add fabric softener in a second wash for that. Oh, okay. uh, no, it didn't come out fluffy, and that was my one slight upset about it, but it did come out much fresher and not smelling, so I think that oh, was right. better in the long run. Very good. OK, then. Well, thank you, um, John. That was very useful tips um, Indeed. about making your washing machine clean. For those that fancy taking the 65-degree route... <laughs> Five Ian Chappell is next with a bone in the door. Oh, a bone in the door? A bone in the door. It's worth two in the hand. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Whilst on holiday in northern Spain recently, we stayed at an Airbnb that had an interesting addition to the kitchen. A dog's chewy toy to keep the dishwasher door slightly open after it was finished. We'd noticed that our new dishwasher at home doesn't dry plastics as well as our old ones, so we thought we'd give it a go. And it's really effective. You just open the door when the dishwasher is finished, put the toy in the opening, and then let the door close again. Other people pointed out, quite rightly, that there are other ways of doing this. Um, my parents um, chuck a tea towel in the in the gap, and that seems to work well. Um, other people say that um, they open the door slightly and slide the top tray out. That was me. That yeah, that was mine. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, 
And um, and apparently, according to, I think it was to, um, Gareth Miles said it was, that yes. um, some wash, uh, dishwashing machines do it automatically. They actually open the door themselves. Oh, very and when posh. It, when it first happened, he wondered what on earth was going <laughs> <Yes>. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the other the other tip that I put into the group was um, that I always turn everything upside down. Oh, I mean the top. If you got if you got mugs that are in the in the tray upside down having been washed i always found that you get a little tiny dribble of water collects in the rims yeah, and the bottom yeah. so i always turn everything upside down as well while it's still hot right okay because i'm like that yeah okay thank you ian good one danielle bamois again <laughs> if it was bamois there'd be an o in it come on yeah i'm just being silly no offense to anyone it's just my wacky yeah okay daniel in it brings us the musty 18F uni, uli, u, I'll try that again. Utilitub laundry tub. It's a sink <laughs> in old language. Mm. We bought this new sink, says Daniel, and it has and had it installed. It was very cheap, but we did not need anything really fancy for a utility sink that we're using for cleaning grimy cat boxes and garbage cans, etc. It works well enough and can be screwed off the drain pipe and can be screwed off the drain pipe. I think that means attached to the drain pipe. Is that what it means? I needed to move it when we had our dryer cleaned and dryer vent cleared. It's easy to attach back to the pipeline and the water lines attach and detach just as easily. Well, there it I is. Want, I wonder what it's made of. If, if you look at the picture of it, it looks like yeah. it's plastic. Did he say it was plastic? Uh, I don't believe he did, no. no but I also but... noticed that it's £300. So... I have to say, Daniel, in my money, that's not very cheap. Um, so I imagine plastic. it's not plastic. That's no. what I'm getting. Yeah, I imagine I, it's probably a much more quality. Yeah, I think it must be. Um, it does look like a really good idea, though, for those that have got deep pockets, I suppose, um, or or the need for it. Yeah, I mean, if you you know, if you've got grimy cat boxes, you don't want to be washing them up in the kitchen sink or the bathroom, no. do you? So yes, for that sort of job, um, probably the sort of thing that Ian Barton's got around the farm, one in every <laughs> in every barn. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose it'd be just as easy as um, plumbing in a washing machine. Just run off a couple of pipes and put taps on it. Um, this doesn't come with taps, by the looks of it. You've got to buy them separately. So, yeah, it's uh, an expensive yes. little luxury, isn't it? Say yes. Yes. I wonder who bought it. That'll be you, Mr Salmon. Oh, yeah. OK, then. Um, Keep oh, up at the back. Uh, oh, right. I, I wonder who bought it. Means <laughs> I've been wondering for quite a while, actually. <laughs> um, somebody has bought this item from Amazon and used my affiliate link, for which I thank you very much. And this one is a Melif cordless random orbital sander. Actually, we were talking about needing one of these this week. This one's 37 quid. We've got some, um, or rather my parents have got these shutter thingies by their windows mm -hmm. and they need painting. And this would be a, make a really quick job of getting the old paint off. Um, anyway, with this thingy for 37 quid, which I think is a really good price, you get 20 sanding sheets with it. Um, and also, you, you have to buy the battery separately because this, this forms part of a kit um, where you, you buy the battery first and you then buy the accessories to use with the battery, if you see uh, what I mean. OK, yes, yes. Um, and that will work. It seems to work very well, as long as the, the system has got the tools you want, I suppose. Um, anyway... Three speed settings, um, sanding, polishing, metal grinding, 
wood grinding, you know, the usual kind of stuff. And you get these 20 um, discs with it to, to get you going. It's lightweight, um, the machine itself, and it's got a soft rubber handle. So that's reading from the spec list, of course. Um, whoever bought this, um, thank you for doing it. And um, we hope that you're using it and it's, it's good fun and you are getting the use out of the system with the battery included. I was wondering why it's called random, but maybe that's because you add additional parts to it and it's a sort of kit form. Yeah. Or, or maybe it moves randomly when you're <laughs> using it. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I've, I've just thrown away a sander that was in our garage that my father bought when God was a boy, and I tried to use it the other day, and it nearly took the bones out of my hand. I mean, this thing vibrated like an earthquake, right. and I could barely hang on to it, and it was certainly very painful when I could, and so that, that's gone straight off to the dump. Um, right. So I was thinking about electric sanders, and this does look like a nice little choice. A bit it's... random. <laughs> See what I did there? But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> certainly does and it's um makita is the battery system and the thingy is made by melif anyway links in the show notes thank you to whoever did that if you want to buy stuff from amazon please remember my um, uh, um affiliate link it won't cost you any more and it gives me a few pennies um you can get there by just typing in tinyurl.com forward slash amazon ted uk and then just shop as normal and i thank you and i thank you too Ted's top tips, top tips, top tips. My top tip this time is prolific. Have you ever heard of prolific? Um, well, I know that I am, but <laughs> no, sorry, I've never heard of what is, do tell, what is prolific? Well, group member um, Ali, uh, sorry, Earth and Ali put me onto this about two years ago because I was looking to ways of, you know, for, for, for earning a few pennies. Mm -hmm. And this actually does do the right job. So there's this, this place called Prolific and you go and sign up to them and it's a survey, an online survey house. Um, and you go and do surveys, basically, and they give you from anything from a few pennies to a few quid, depending on how long you have to spend doing oh, the surveys. Oh, Google used to do that once on the phone? Google do that on the phone already. They still do? Yeah. It's a, it's a very similar principle, except that this is kind of scaled up and prolific get into partnership with all these um, hundreds of firms that go there to get opinions from people like me. Um, and you just have to see, you basically just have to sit in front of a computer and do it. Now, some of them um, you can spend an hour doing. Some of them are literally 30 seconds. Yeah. So And everything in between. I totted up since I've been doing this two years ago, how much I've earned. Um, and I was surprised to find that I got 600 quid out of it. Blimey, so, governor. £300 a year. All right. I mean, it's not going to... Um, um, break the bank or anything. Um, that's the wrong analogy, isn't it? It's not going to make me a fortune. <laughs> yeah, it's not a living wage either, but I, it's, still, it's still nothing to scoff at. Exactly. And you can just dip, and out, dip in and out as you want to. You don't have any maximums or minimums. Whatever you do, you do. No one hassles you to do more. Um, there's loads of surveys. Um, and yeah, you can just float in and out. Some of them you need to have audio for. Some of them um, you, you need a camera for. Um, but most of them are just kind of filling in boxes and, and 
ticking boxes and giving your opinion. Um, the audio ones um, tend to be that, that you, you need to watch a video as part of it, so yes. watch a YouTube video. So obviously you need to have an, a, a connection and be online to do this, um, but I think most people are now anyway. And you can do it on a phone if you want to. I do it on my computer, but yeah, other people do it on a phone or a tablet or whatever. Um, and you get instant cash outs, so you, so you can they'll pay you whenever you want to be paid. You have a, a running tally, and if you want to be paid every time you get a quid, then they'll do that. And I've got mine linked up to PayPal, um, and I tend to wait till it gets to about twenty quid. But I mean, other people, if you want to, you can just cash out whenever you like, and it just transfers it to, to PayPal or, or whoever you assign to it. It's a, it's a really good system, and so I I thank um, Irfan for putting it my way because it does you know it's good beer money isn't it sold to the coffeeaholic with the big ears i'm i'm <laughs> in i'm going to be signing up as soon as we finish recording this show ted <laughs> beware i was surprised at the outset though and i trusted Irfan on this yes that they want you to send them documents i had to give them a um copy of my driving license mm. and my passport and you and you start to think to yourself Hang on a minute. This sounds like a bit of a scam to me. Right. Where's, where's this? Where are these documents going to end up? But Irfan assured me that it's all above board and sound. And prolific are leading um, in the field of what this kind of survey thing. So I think it is safe. But just just to warn you that you know. Okay, I'll do a quick tr a quick trust pilot first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I'll do oh, thank you for anyway, that, Ted. That's my top tip for the show. A very very top tip indeed. Still All right, I'm slightly cheating here. It's not quite been a year. I've, um, I know we normally say you've got to be used, still using something after a year. Well, the thing is, <laughs> I've used it a couple of times recently, so it's been in my mind and I thought I'd feedback on it. It's eight months ago. It was 16th of September 22, so show 170. Liquid skin. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this stuff that um, I discovered, uh, bought through our favourite store, of course, um, that you... If you cut yourself, if you've got a cut and you clean it up, you can then, I mean, I'm not talking about huge gashes, but, you know, like a little nip, a little little knife cut, or you pricked yourself on a thorn in the garden or whatever it is, you can get this stuff and you paint it over your wound. Um, I believe when I last talked about it, I hadn't tried it. Now I have tried it, and I don't know whether what I'm about to say is a good or a bad thing, but I think it's just super glue. <laughs> Ah, right. Because it, it looks like super glue, it dries on your hand, on your skin like super glue. Oh. Um, I've just and um, I the, just the other day I had need to I had cause to use some, and I put it on my finger, and it was taking a while drying, and I was impatient, so I put a bandage over it, and then went outside and finished what I was doing in the garden. And when I came in, could I get that bandage off? No. <laughs> I mean, I practically ripped the wound apart again, removing the bandage, because I think it's super glue. So I'm presuming, I, at least I'm hoping, it's going to be super glue compound with some kind of, um, a, a, you know, antiseptic and, uh, inside it to stop it <laughs> being poisonous. Mm. But I swear to you, you could, you could just use this as you would super glue. I think um, I mentioned when you said it about it before that I once took someone to casualty mm -hmm. um, with a with a, a head 
um, cut. That's and they right, put yes. the, they put this stuff. I'm assuming it's the same stuff. It and it they they, they actually called it um, glue. They said to me it's it's glue and it's it holds the thing to together. Yeah. And it was blue. I remember this being I, blue. No, back I mean then. that's probably a more professional hospital grade stuff, right. not the, the 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 possible crap that I bought on Amazon. <laughs> but I mean I don't know. I mean it worked. I mean I will say that the couple of times I've used it, apart from the bandage <laughs> kerfuffle, it has worked. I mean it goes on the wound and it stays on the wound and the wound heals underneath and as would super glue it eventually comes off your skin yeah, yeah. so i mean even if it is super glue it works but as i say yeah. i wouldn't be comfortable just putting super glue into an open wound so i hope that if this is super glue it's super glue plus antiseptic and you need to be careful about touching other things when it's wet don't oh you? absolutely absolutely because as i say yeah. if, if it is either directly or like super glue then yes anything you touch you're going to stick to just as you yeah. would with super glue presumably that uh, would only last for a while when it's until it's dry exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. £7.18 for a couple of little pots. And, of course, I've only used sort of, you know, an eighth of one of the pots. So I think if you buy some, it'll last you a very, very long time unless you're extremely accident-prone. And uh, and it is liquid, is it? It is liquid. I mean, really, I know I'm I'm sounding like a stock record, but it really is like superglue. It looks and smells and feels and flows like Um, superglue. So... There you are, superglue for your fingers. (laughs) Better hope that someone's tested it, yeah. Yes. Right, okay, I'm still using... Do you remember... Can you believe that the grand whatever works tea party was July 2020? Really? That was nearly two years... uh, Sorry, nearly three years ago. That's that missing COVID year, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, it feels like it was just the other week when your your parents and my mother and I all tasted tea together. (laughs) We did. We tasted the tailors, as suggested by Ian Bundy at the time. Yes. Um, We we tasted this Yorkshire Teas biscuit-flavoured tea bags. And I'd just like to say um, that following that tea party, I'm still using mine, (laughs) and I really like it. Wow. I know that we, we had a mixed reaction at the tea party of, of opinions, um, but I, I really like the fact that it tastes of... Um, well, I think that it tastes of um, custard creams. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember you saying that when we... Yes, yes. Well, there ain't nothing really nice. wrong with that. Um, Simon Bates also recommended the toast and jam flavour one. Now, I, I, I've still got... Two years later, three years later nearly, I've still got some of that box because that that's not my favoured one at all. I right. think the toast and jam one is just not a patch on the biscuit one. But anyway, yeah, Taylor's Yorkshire Tea um, make these flavoured tea bags. And if you haven't had a go with them, um, anyone, then give it a go. You know, it's, it's worth a punt and it, it's quite good fun to have a slightly different flavour of tea in my opinion. You know, I'm a snob. I just live on Earl Grey tea and I won't go near anything else. So I don't know. So my question to you is, Ted, do you think this has taken off in the world of tea as it has with flavoured crisps that you can get every flavour under the sun, hedgehog flavoured tea, whatever it might be? Well, I, well, I'll tell you, I will, I will tell you one thing is that um, in 2020, when we, we were buying the stuff, the only place you could find it anywhere was at Asda. And oh. now you can buy it in all the supermarkets. So if that goes some way to answering your question, then so be it. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you can buy prawn cocktail and salt and vinegar flavoured tea bags. (laughs) I I don't know the extent of the flavours, but um, (laughs) certainly... The tailors are doing something that... But maybe they're, they're still doing something that no-one else is doing. I, I shall investigate it further now you've mentioned it and see. Please do. Hi. 
I bring you glasses cloths. I told you the sad tale of me and my glasses and trying to leave the room and have alarms going off and God knows what. <laughs> well, on a more on a more sensible, staid, normal um, subject of glasses, of course, we all have to clean our glasses from time to time. And most people will receive, or I think everybody, when you buy a pair of glasses, you usually get a nice little cleaning cloth within the case that you use for cleaning it. Oh, of course, me being me and wanting things in every room, in the car and everywhere I set foot, I found for £2.19, pence, could you believe, six microfiber black cloth glasses cleaning cloths mm. um, uh, they were Amazon they weren't prime I think that's why they were a little bit cheaper but they came pretty quickly anyway they worked out work out about what 36 pence a pop so really good the only possible downside I would say is that they're not quite up there with the proper cloths that you might get with your glasses they are very very slightly thinner but right. they are bigger and the difference is really, really minimal and barely noticeable, and they do the job. And as I say, at 36 pence a pop, it would be churlish to complain. Um, mm. So, yeah, six glasses cloths for £2.19. Very good. Very That's nice it. indeed. <laughs> and they're black, which I think is nice and neutral. Uh, my, this is one of my dad's hobbies. He loves cleaning glasses. <laughs> uh, the hobbies that older people have, and he's um, he's got this one. He's always finding new stuff to do his glasses with, and he he says when so he he looks at someone with glasses. Would you like me to clean your glasses for Aww. you? <laughs> so that means when you help your father to buy glasses, you must make sure you get all the relevant coatings and everything. Otherwise, he'll just wear, he'll just clean yeah. them all in, in, clean them away yeah. to nothing, won't he? How are you doing? How are you doing with the sound here? I just heard a, yet another train trundle Yes, I past. just heard the um the, the, the 432 <laughs> to Norwich go past, yes. Yeah, so, so sorry about that, but the door is um, open and the window's open. We'll carry on and regardless. Um, my cheapest chips is the rolling egg holder, um, which you stick in your fridge. Now, normally, my, my mum has got this um, kind of... Um, helter-skelter egg holder where you put the eggs in at the bottom yeah. and fill it up and um and you have to put the the new ones at the top so if you want to use the ones from the bottom they kind of <laughs> roll around and oh you, yeah you, the, the, the point is that, that stock control the newest ones can be quite tricky with the that but anyway this thing gets around that because you have a channel at the top that you put the new ones in they safely roll round and down <laughs> and then the 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 freshest ones are always on the bottom. Oh, I love and you this. just remember to put the um the uh, the, the newest ones at the top so they yeah. then rotate. Yeah. It's it's a question of stock rotation. Yeah, oh, I love this. Yeah, I mean lots of supermarkets do this with products, don't they? I mean, you take something off a shelf and then you change your mind and think I want to put it back and you can't because all the others are pushing their way to the front. Oh, right, yeah. But I mean this oh, I love this Ted. Oh, I, I want one of these. It, uh, it also reminds me of those um, vending machines that push yes, things forward. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can't get them. Anyway, it works like a treat. It's it's really good, and it's eight quid. So cheapest chips um, under our new rules of under a tenner. Well, I tell you what, I want one of those. <laughs> I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, oh, very, very clever indeed. Yes, oh, very, very clever chap, aren't very you? Very droll. Now, which yes. of these three things should I do? I think the, the medieval war machine kits look really good fun. Precision kits that you put on your—they're basically executive toys, but they're <laughs> um, catapults and I don't even know what these words mean. Trebuchets. Oh, trebuchet. Is that a trebuchet? It's a kind. Um, yeah, I know a trebuchet. Yeah, it's 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 a, a medieval weapon. 
Okay, Keep and, on the back. and ballista <laughs> and a ballista. No glue necessary. Um, simply align the pieces and tap the brass pins in together. That's on an early bird and it's 31 quid. The Twinkie Flex is an 80 quid um, flexible LED tube that can be bent and shaped into whatever shape you want. Available in 2 and 3 metre lengths and it offers innumerable colours and effects making any environment look classy and cool, cutting edge, um, blah, blah, blah. So, so that's a bit like that thing that we've spoke about before that you, you got in, didn't you, with the kind of line of lights on it. I vaguely remember some. Yeah, but this, <laughs> some is, a, this is a, a, a yeah. souped-up version. This looks rather fun, It's yes. not just a, a line of LEDs. It's actually a, a solid tube of um, LEDs inside, which make it look like a neon light almost. So that's yes. quite cool. And lastly, my third one was the Dabber, 48-in-1 multi-tool, which they say is perfect for cyclists, a pocket multi-tool that um, you can have 26 or 48 different tools, depending on what you want. That's also on an early bird at 32 quid, and um, it looks like a really nifty little bit of kit for those. You mentioned Ian Barton. Uh, Ian Barton time again, who, who likes going out cycling. Maybe he'll um, uh, notice this one. It looks like it's very well thought out. Anyway, those are my three. I want one of those. Have you ever considered working on a Saturday market, Ted? I mean, you rocketed through those <laughs> fantastically. You sh <laughs> I didn't have a chance to get a word in Edway there. Well, that was the general idea. <laughs> Shut your gob. Let someone else speak for a change. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> Room 101 for you, Mr Salmon. Not <laughs> ah, again. There's no end to it. <laughs> very, very clear. Right, I'm first on this one. So shut your gob. Right. Um, so many things but... um, to do. <laughs> what? What did you say? But. What did you, what did you call me? <laughs> Get on with it. There are so many things to, to detest about the way that Americans have butchered English, he says, um, ducking for cover. Uh. But one, one recently that's really got under my skin lately is when they're talking about products, particularly mobile phones, and they use this term colorways, well, apart from spelling colour wrong without a U, um, it's colour, why not just say colours? They, they say it's available in these colourways. Oh, goodness. Why, what, what does colourways actually mean? Well, I know what it means, I suppose. But why don't you just say colours? For goodness sake, why complicate English, Americans? Please. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one of the first I ever heard was being a fan of musicals, uh, the, the musical, the chorus line. They talk about everybody sat with their legs around each other, one in back of the other. And I thought, one in back of the other? Right. And one right. behind each other? Yeah, but one yeah, in yeah, back yeah. of the other? I I don't know. Yeah, it's just we weird. Could have, we could have a whole section we on... We could. Jello versus the, jelly. The difference, and, yeah. the difference between American and English. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the one about take off your pants, I beg your pardon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah, so, so yeah, that just got up my nose recently, colourways. And whenever I post a story on MeWe about um, a mobile phone, I change it to colours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you say, I mean, it, it, if we started, we'd never stop. So in yeah, principle, yeah, yeah totally agreed. Um, I've got Amazon this week yeah. for forcing you to buy two or more of an identical item when all you want is one. I had two, two examples of this recently. I wanted to buy a clamp. Uh, I won't bore you with why, but I needed to clamp a tap in the kitchen. And I, it took me a long while to be, to be able to buy one, because if you type the word clamp in the search, you just get lots of double clamps or five clamps. 
And then it got even worse uh, when this whole business I talked about at the top of the show, wanting to have, have pressure switches on my desk for my glasses. I thought, right, well, I need a micro switch. So I looked up micro switch. You can buy 15 <laughs> micro switches in one wow. go. You can buy 100 micro switches in one go. I you can't buy one. I mean, I managed to find... I didn't. In the end, I didn't do it anyway. I, as I said, I, ties, I stuck a hanky to the door with a drawing pin instead. Yeah. But um, I was going to buy two when I only needed one. And, mm. and it just, I just thought, Arkwright, come back. All is forgiven. Where is yeah. the little corner store where you can just go in and buy one, you know, buy four candles? You know, it's just... Ah, supermarkets are the same. I mean, try going into a supermarket and buying one bread roll or one slice of cheesecake or one washing up cloth you have to buy things in multiple quantities and it's no wonder the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. There we are. The, <laughs> what, what is it called? I um, can't remember the name of it now. Arkwright. De not the delicatessen. No, for the, the, for the rolls and the bread. What's well, it called? Bakery. It's called Bakery, yeah. We, 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 we've got a bakery in the town here and they do exactly what you described and you can buy one of whatever you want. Yes, um, so, yeah, it's just I mean, the old-fashioned old way, isn't it? I've often been in a supermarket and done my shopping. I thought, I'm a little bit peckish. I'd like to just grab something to eat on my way out. I fancy one of those rolls. But you have yes. to buy six of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do understand what you're saying. However, um, the reason that clamps particularly... I'm not, I don't know about micro-switches, but the reason that clamps are sold in more than one could be also because people that do clamping tend to do tasks that require more than one clamp, don't they? Um, mm. Normally, if you were kind of repairing something, you wouldn't just put one clamp on it. You'd you clamp it along. No, I don't know. That sounds more like an excuse than a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll agree with you about Amazon anyway. I'm putting AI-generated Amazon reviews. Oh, oh, that's which topical. Are, which are beginning to spread. Um, apparently, this is, and I'll link to an article in. Where is this article from? Gizmodo, um, who have picked up a load of stuff in Amazon reviews. Um, and they give an example that w what they're doing is some people are using, um, you know, the likes of Bard to create their reviews. Right. One, ex one example that, that they put in here is, as an AI language model, I don't have a body, but I understand the importance of comfortable clothing during pregnancies. <sighs> If you're looking for comfortable and stylish shorts for your pregnancies, then the do 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 maternity shorts <laughs> over belly with pox may be a great option for you. So, so somebody who's selling this stuff has just got oh. a, 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 a chat GPT to yeah. to generate um, a review for them. Amazon have said that this they've got a zero tolerance policy for fake reviews. Well, we know what their zero tolerance tolerance Indeed. policy is is like. So there's more of this coming in. Um, and someone else that chipped into the MeWe group about this came up with another couple of examples of exactly the same thing. So watch out for that, everyone. Um, you know, and if you have got the energy, then report it to Amazon when you see one. And and the the thing is that they're not they're being really bold about it. They're not they're not even trying to hide the fact that it's um, AI generated. In the review, they're saying this is an AI generated. Yeah, maybe review. that's how they get away with it because they can't. You know, they can say no, no, no. Yeah. We said clearly it was an AI review. Mm. But then anyway, what's the point? Why would you want to... Oh, goodness. I tell you what, though, Ted, I said to you earlier, you and I have never actually met. Uh, for all I know, I'm talking to an AI robot uh, <laughs> right now. Well, that's probably what people normally call me. <laughs> Whatever works, presented by Aidan Bell and Bard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, there you go. We're at the end of another show. So thank you, everyone, for chipping into the MeWe group with your thoughts and ideas and, and, and news about whatever works. Um, and we've enjoyed chewing it over, haven't we, Aidan? We have. Today It was a nice one today. Slightly more yeah, relaxed exactly. than normal. Oh, but the very, very sad news is that we didn't have the excuse to play the Gold Star jingle. Oh, oh not to worry. We'll play it twice <sighs> next show. <laughs> OK, then. Whateverworks.works is our website. Aidenbell.com is where you can go to find what Aiden's up to. TedSalmon.com is for me. And at my website, you can get links to all the MeWe groups, all the audio podcasts, the whole lot, and ways that you can chip in and help us as well. So that's about it, unless you've got anything else. I want to hear the gold star jingle. No. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, then. Do it no, now. no, 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 no. Discipline. <laughs> See you next week, folks. <laughs> okay. Next week? Next week? <laughs> three weeks. You used to say next fortnight or next month. Yeah. How do you do next three I, weeks? I, I'm going to say now, we'll see you at the latest in three weeks' time. <laughs> Okay. Because it might be in two weeks' time that there's about a, a bunch of stuff we need to just talk about. Absolutely more. Anyway, there you go. One last thing to say. Don't forget, whatever, whatever works, works! works.